Hello and welcome to Comp. I just had a nice ramen breakfast. I'm joining you from the closet that I share with Lucy. And uh, I had nice ramen. This is the morning. I'm recording this. Uh, it might be early. You know, I mean, I might still release this Sunday. And uh, but you know, I might be going away or just going. You know, so you know, I I have this is a holiday weekend, so I'm getting this done. So you know, you guys don't miss out. I'm like. I'm being the Messiah right now. This is me on the cross, bleeding for you. So, don't get snippy about the fact that you know it's Friday morning, and I'm not releasing this till Sunday. And like you know, oh, he's talking like, why didn't he mention that baby that had the fucking claws of a penguin that attacked its mother, uh, and, the, and the mother started bleeding from its vagina, and then like you know. There was just shit everywhere, and the dad's like, I didn't sign on for this, and he starts punching the baby, and he gets arrested. I mean, is this the plot to Batman? I don't know, because uh, there's a penguin involved. But, but the point is, I didn't know. I didn't know what happened, because, um, you know, it's Friday, and it happens Saturday, and shit might go, uh, I might miss things. It's fine. You know, there might be some other baby who just eats shit. Like, he eats his own shit, and everyone's fine with it, and it's just adorable, and he's just eating a bowl of shit on a YouTube video, and child, it, but he farts, so, because child services is like, oh, we gotta go, like, they're, like, getting, like, the child services people, like, saw it on YouTube, and they're, like, putting their jacket on to go out, like, we gotta, we gotta get this one, and then, uh, the baby in the video farts, like, pfft. And it's just really great timing. Um, and everyone's just like, ah, this is great, actually. So even though he's eating his own shit, it's just... I mean, I've never been that into fart humor. Uh, I don't... You have to be pretty... The timing's got to be pretty great for me to think farts are funny nowadays. But, you know, it is a phenomenon that seems to resonate with people. And look, I've been known to... You give me a good toot, and I, I can laugh. Um, so that baby that was eating its own shit out of a bowl on a YouTube video... My uh, position, my hypothesis is that child services, once they saw it fart, assuming the timing was right, it's got to be na- it's got to nail a little timing on that. It's a baby, so if he does, that's pretty impressive. Uh, that, that kind of comedic uh, instincts at that age. But it just farts, and they're like, ah, he'll be fine. And they let him go, and then he dies because he's eating shit. Um, and that's the moral of the story is those people probably lose I don't know if they'll lose their jobs you'd have to like audit their computers like subpoena them and see if they watched the video if you did they, they, it, it would come up they're actually pretty savvy uh, to, get a, to get away with it if someone suspected because probably I mean I guess what would happen is like I was, I was assuming that like they just found it on YouTube probably someone would call and be like hey there's this baby it's eating shit out of a bowl. They're putting it on YouTube. They're not even trying to hide it. This is a fucking button and close case. Is that, bu- is that the right word? Button and close? It's a button and close case. And then, uh, so they would call child services in their area, and then, like, they would see that the baby died. Like, well, I, I called child services. Why did the baby keep eating its own shit? And, um, they would, you know, complain to whoever child services works for, I guess, the health department, uh, probably, probably or social is there the social services department. So that's who they go to. They go to the director of social services for their county, and they go, "I saw the baby shit video. Called your people. 
didn't do anything. Why? And he's going to look like, hey, I don't care if babies die. I'm the director of a social service. Why would I get, I'm a county, like a high-level county uh, worker slash manager. Like, I don't care if people die. <laughs> That's what he's thinking in his head. But he's got to, you know, play the game to be like, oh, that is sad. That's a baby dying. Okay. So he, to just get them off his fucking back, uh, he goes to, you know, the director of child services and it all goes downhill from there. So no one cares that the baby eating shit has died. Maybe the parents, maybe they thought shit was good for you. I don't think it's good for you. I'm telling you now, don't feed shit to your kids. But in this scenario, uh, the child services people are going to get brought down just because that guy was just annoyed and can't be bothered to have his, you know, image besmirched by some, you know, whiny person who was mad a baby died. Are you following yet? Okay. So you're going to go on that computer and you're going to see, like, hey, you clicked on this link. Uh, and it is funny. He's going to be like, look, I get it. It's a funny link. Uh, I don't blame you for not reporting it because he's like, he's a psycho. Like, the people at child services are like, they kind of mean, they mean well. But, you know, they, they, you get into the county system. I've worked for the county. You get into the county system and you just kind of, you get a little callous, and you get a little, like, I can't help anything. And at the end of the day, they, they, they yeah, they, they just, you know, they weren't do. But he, the, the county executive guy, this, this, this director of social services, he's like, I get it. You saw this baby, and it farted perfectly. And you're like, what am I going to do? Report it? And I stop getting these great videos? Because that's how he thinks. He's like, yeah, well, I'm going to report it. I want this. Like, it's Game of Thrones to him. You know, it's what, what am I going to report that Maisie Taylor got beat up? No, I want to see her on a horse, and the horse is gone. That's what happened when the Game of Thrones. Unless you, if you don't watch it, you know there's a there was a horse it meant nothing, and the, well, let's not detour into that. But you know, Maisie Taylor, and this if this guy was running the police department, like let her get hit. I need my horse movie. It's a TV show, sir. Shut up! And he pulls his gun out and shoots his employee, who's also a cop. Uh, why don't cops like shoot other cops when they get mad? It would seem like you know, there was guns lying around. You would think like the fucking like that. You watch The Wire and like you know McNulty's uh, boss Rawls, I think his name is the guy who became direct deputy ops and tried to backstab the other guy. But he's like, you know, you fucking piece of shit, you fuck with my career. How great would it be if he just pulled a gun out and started shooting McNulty in the fucking face? And he's like, I'm a cop. I get it. Like they get away from the other crime. Why can't they get away with killing McNulty? McNulty seems to not be liked that much. You think they get away with it. Uh, that whole blue wall of silence, you would think it would work for them. And that's, you know, like what's more powerful? The blue, if you got a cop killing a cop, where does the blue wall of silence lie? That's an interesting question. Philosophically, uh, if you will. Uh, I, I I feel like he should have shot McNulty. Like right in the fucking, I mean, the other guy shot that guy, the, um, I forget his name, but the fuck-up shot the uh, other cop. He did get fired. Uh, it wasn't on purpose, and he didn't know the guy. He wasn't wearing the... He was wearing the color of the day. They have a color they wear when you're undercover. I guess it's... I wonder... Like, I, what if it's like? It's got to be some weird color, like fuchsia or like neon green. I love some neon green panties, by the way. Anyway, uh, that's not... It's a weird detour, but it is. It's important. Neon... The only time you see neon anymore is in porno videos. And, uh... Or Victoria's Secret, where you can buy panties that your girlfriend won't wear. It doesn't matter. We'll talk about that on Love is Disgusting. 
NFTs. Go go listen to our Love is Disgusting. Uh, it's uh, me and Lucy Steiner. No, it's not a plug, but I mean, it's a plug, but you know, it's just natural. Uh, but you know, we'll flesh that out there um, if you haven't listened yet. So, yeah, cops shooting cops. Uh, I had a nice top ramen breakfast. I think I said it before, but, um, you know, it's Friday morning, and uh, I didn't... Look, I make a, a, a top ramen patty. I'm just going to lay it down. I make a top ramen patty, and if you don't know what that means, I basically... I take I got a beef ramen today. I think I prefer chicken. You know, on first glance, when I first started eating ramen, it was like, beef. Yeah, beef is better than chicken. A, it's not always true, but that's kind of how my brain works. But... In the case of the weird salt seasoning packet that they give you with Top Ramen, the chicken's better. The chicken, the beef is kind of weird. But all I only have is beef, so I had beef. And um, you're supposed to... I'm not, I'm not talking about the uh, cup of noodles, because that's also ramen. But, you know, I'm talking about the packets, the ramen packets. I made a ramen packet. I just put it in the, in the water, the hot water. I don't even wait for it to boil. It'll get a little hot, and then it'll be boiling a little bit. But then you put the, pat, the, the thing in there... And you let it get soft to the point where it's a patty, and you can just pick it up in your hands and chew it. Maybe put the, some of that seasoning on it, and you chew it. Now, some people have told me over the years, hey, you fat piece of sh- you fucking disgusting, can't even fit in your pants, fat man. You fucking pig. You slob. You fucking smell like my my." The shit that I fucking feed my baby The human shit I feed my baby That's how you smell You fucking fatty You can't wait You can't fucking wait Until the ramen is all the way cooked And like you have it And put it in a bowl like a person And that's not the point I could wait Don't, don't, I'm preempting it I could wait I could wait all day for ramen I'm not a greedy little pig Alright, I could wait for my ramen but I choose to make the patty. I just not have a fucking a fat hack where I fucking, you know, find some way where I can put ramen in my mouth fucking ten times quicker. No, I like it in a patty. I like the texture. I like the portability. I like the fact that I can, you know, put the seasoning and eat like a sandwich. I mean, it's just, like it may be disgusting on a different level, but don't act like I'm just like, you know, trying to fucking circumvent um the fact, you know, I, I want to eat my ramen quicker, and I'm just gonna like, you know, oh yeah. Like, cause, and by the way, I watched whether there was uh, documentaries or you call them cooking shows on Netflix years ago, with that guy David Chang, who is famous. Is he a guy from Momofuku? I don't know, but he's a famous uh, Asian. Are they Chinese or Japanese? I forget. I think Chinese. Could be Japanese. I think Chinese. I think Chinese. Their cuisine is somewhat similar. I mean, he wasn't a sushi guy, but I guess probably Chinese. It doesn't matter. It's all great. And, uh, yeah, he was talk about the ramen and how he would eat ramen. See, Japanese ramen is Japanese. So that's why it maybe adds to the confusion. Don't get on me, all right? I like all different types of, you know, I don't know where everyone's from. I'm not keeping track of people like some fucking computer. And if I was, that'd be the problem. You know, people who've done that in the past haven't been great. So I'm sorry I don't keep track of what race everyone is, what country everyone's from. You know, that's not my... I mean, I do my best to accommodate people and, and to, 
you know, be aware of their their their, their pluralistic, wonderful backgrounds. But I'm not some fucking guy. Keep it. You're from Sri Lanka and you're from Indonesia. Who the fuck? I mean, we're all people, and I'm not gonna fucking start. Well, you know, that's okay for an Indonesian guy to do, but not for a fucking, you know, Tibetan guy. Ooh, I don't, everyone can do their thing. What, what, what am I? What am I? You're, you're a cop? Fuck off. So he was talking about how, you know, ramen, I think he was making some ramen dish. And uh, he was talking about the ramen packets. I think he was repurposing them or something. And he uh, would talk about as a kid, he would just take the dry, when he got home from school, he'd eat ramen all the time. And sometimes he would just take a dry ramen packet, like not even put it in water, fucking put his seasoning on it and eat like a cracker or a Dorito or something. And that's even more disgusting. And I also do that sometimes. And it's not great. Uh, this is a much better version of that. Um, and if you are very hungry, it is quicker. So, yeah, maybe sometimes I'm being a greedy pig. We'll, we'll pull the curtain back. And maybe sometimes I just want it in my face now. I just want to shove that chewy ramen into my fat throat before it's done boiling. So I do this. You happy? You fucking happy? You want me to, you want me to eat the shit now? Eat, eat a bowl of shit on YouTube? You fucking pigs. You really don't have to make a man dance for his money. And there is no money. Well, some money. But, you know, pay, thank you to my Patreon. We'll, we'll call you out later. But, uh, you know, it's not like I'm getting paid by uh, some kind of satellite radio show uh, or some kind of, you know, whatever. I'm not, I'm, not, I'm not being paid to strip at a fucking, you know, German German strip club, which I could be. Um, that might be some, a move I do. Maybe I'll do a tour where they do that. Uh, it's a crazy... So with the top ramen patties, it's fine. Um, if it, if it, I, I would suggest trying it. I have a new... A recipe for something to do with ramen. I have a new idea for a show, um, tentatively titled "Fat Dumb America." It's going to be a cooking show, and possibly the first episode will be something you could do to your ramen that will be uh, disgusting but also delicious. And that's going to be it's going to be me sharing these disgusting fat. It's just a reflection of the world um, and the disgusting things I can do to ramen and things like that that can you know really. Make you wonder why we don't just all just jump into a fucking lake and set the lake on fire. It's been a weird week. They two time at least two times this week. I don't know. It might have happened again. I don't think it happened again. But two times in two days, Russian bombers, uh, nuclear capable. They say, which isn't everything nuclear capable. Was that B fifty two that dropped the uh, the atom bomb? Wasn't was, was that like a nuclear capable B fifty two, or they just fucking shove a nuke in there and then drop it? I don't know what the difference is. Uh, I mean, I'm sure I'm sure they gotta be longer range because you're flying. Why? We, well, we'll get this in a minute. But they uh, got really close to America up by Alaska. This is a story that like basically the U S Air Force uh, sortied. Did they call them sortied? Is it scrambled scrambled jets uh, to intercept them and basically escort them. Because they, they didn't come into American airspace. But I guess they came surprisingly close. Um, it seemed provocative, I guess. I mean, I, who, who... It's hard to know. I should really research... This might happen every other day, and they do it. It seems weird to me. It's weird to me on a bunch of levels. Because let's just take it at face value. It is provocative. It seems odd to me. So you, you, it's provocative. You, you see these nuclear jets, and 
nuclear bombers, actually, and they're flying towards America or around America. I mean, secondly, Alaska. I mean, I kind of feel like the only reason you have Alaska is just to, like, you know, it's like if you have, like, a hot girlfriend and you bring her to a bar and she's just wearing, like, a short-ass skirt and a fucking, and her, tit, like her tits are fucking cleavaged out and her fucking... She's got his tits hanging out, his ass hanging out. His t- this is this like sexy, sh- and everyone's drunk. And you, like you bring her and you go, "Why don't you go talk to that guy?" And like, but then you get mad. Oh, what are you doing with my girl? And you, you like that's what it feels like. It feels like you fucking just put Alaska there just to get into a fight, just to fucking bring you know, Alaska's your your girlfriend, your hot girlfriend that you just and she's into it. Let's not, in case you think I was being you. Know, the what's the word to women? No, she was into it. She that's why like women are into that sometimes. I like the idea of you uh, getting into the fight. I don't know. I'm not the one who invented how minds work. Don't blame me. I'm not saying all women like that, but this one was. Like, you know, I'm not saying you were for, like the guy was for whatever. So Russia is jumping uh, over with these fucking bombers, and like we're so shocked that we escort them. I don't know. I was walking down the street the other day with Lucy on our way to get laundry. Uh, and some guy, I guess my flight was open, but I didn't know. And some guy got real up in my space in a friendly way in hindsight. But uh, I just, I was jolted. I was like, ugh. And uh, I didn't make that noise, but I was like, a little bit. I was like, ugh. I, was like, I, sh- I shook back just out of surprise, you know. And, uh,. That's the way people react when they're surprised. I feel like, you know, if I was in the Air Force and, like, these Russian guys, and I mean no ill will to Russia, but just out of pure shock, uh, if a bo- I would just start attacking the bomber, just like I would just do an Independence Day and just fly, like, head first, a kamikaze, uh, yeah, kamikaze, right, into the bomber. Uh, so I don't know. I mean, I, maybe these guys are a little more composed than I am. These guys who fly Air Force jets, maybe they're a little more... Uh, Physically fit and mentally sound, it's possible. I mean, I, I feel like I would do well in there. I mean, I'd have to get uh, in a little bit of shape to optimally. I'm sure I could fit in the cockpit, but to optimally fit in the cockpit um, and reduce drag. Um, yeah, you know, I, I, but I'd be a great pilot. I, I have a feeling I'd be a really good pilot in the Air Force. Um, I don't like shooting civilians, and I feel like that's a big thing for them. It's just like mowing down civilians, like in a weird raid f- formation. Um, and I'm not trying to disparage anyone. Look, it's Memorial Day coming up. You know, all the great pilots that were lost in the conquest of resources and coltan mines and mineral rights and you know, oil preserves and jams. All the jams we got from wars. We honor you. All right, we honor your sacrifice to get us to. Basically, I don't, what did we do in Vietnam? We, we stopped the domino effect. We didn't, but I mean, well, we did. I mean, no, no, they they bring that up that those guys in you know Vietnam they might have um, done some atrocities uh, and, and forced to do them, prodded to do them, but no one else went communist after that. I don't know if that's true, but that's what they say. They stopped the domino effect. I don't think it's. Look, all I'm saying is, um, I should have been a pilot. I should have been. Imagine me, because even if you eject me, I would just start fucking biting people. I would be behind enemy lines uh, in Russia, just biting people and inviting them to dinner. Um, 
I would just bite like a, like a, a guy in the arm and go, come to my house for dinner and run away. He'd be like, what's going on? He wouldn't even be a soldier. Um, if I had a soldier, I'd, I'd hide. Because uh, those guys have guns and they're probably trained to fight. So I'd only fight civilians if I ejected. I'll be honest with you. That's why I don't join the Air Force. I know how it works. If you get ejected, you fight. You got to fight people. You look, You got to keep the war going even if you get lose your plane. Like, it's not like people, some people think in the Air Force, like, oh, you're just a bunch of guys at planes and the people who wash the planes. But, like, you're a warrior. So when you jump out of that fucking Air Force plane because it's about to get blown up, you're still a warrior. So you got you to gotta fight people. You got to keep the war going. But you don't want to fight trained soldiers because that's just not your forte. You're an Air Force pilot. So you fight civilians. You fight children and women and guys who were cowards, I guess. Um, computer programmers. You fight computer programmers any chance you get. Um, hopefully you can salvage something from your crash plane if you landed near it that you can hit people with. So you just have like a piece of the wing and then like you'll see some fuck the mailman will be walking down the street and you're like, Oh my god, what is this? And it's just me running at him with a piece of my wing and he fucking slows his throat. I don't know. This is I feel like they should, I've never been directly recruited for the Air Force, but I feel like I should have been because I have a lot of good I have I have good warrior spirit, I think. And I have a good mind. Um But yeah, so I don't know. They escorted these planes. It happened twice in two days. So I don't know what the me the me, the the meal is. I was about to say what the meal is. I don't I don't know what the deal is. Uh, it would seem to be some kind of provocation. If I had to guess, realistically, uh, it almost seems like let's see if Trump says something dumb or does something dumb that we can cap. I'm not sure what that would be. I feel like there would be some like there would be something they want to do or say or move, and then like they want to provoke Trump into like a. Uh, position where he's, you know, or maybe they're all in it together. I don't know. There was something with the Rand Corporation, which I'm, what is the Rand Corporation? I always hear about them. I think I knew at one point, are they just a defense? Co- no, they're a, a think tank, right? They're a think tank that I think works on, I don't know officially, but I'm sure they work on behalf of like defense contractors just to boost up war. I'm pretty sure I'm like 90% right in that. Uh, I don't, what is, it's Rand. It's like one of these uh, fucking think tanks that like, or, or, Logistics companies, pretty sure they're a think tank. I think fucking uh, McNamara worked for them at some point. But, uh, yeah, they're the guys who told you, like, look, we probably could kill a few more civilians if we put this napalm in a butterfly formation. And then, like, uh, Nixon was like, oh, mm -hmm." and then, uh, that's great Nixon, by the way, great Nixon. And then Kissinger comes in, starts jerking off, and goes, oh, I'm sorry, I thought this was my living room. And then, um... I don't know. I'm working on a sitcom with Nixon and Trump. It's that was partly the first episode, but my point is, Rand Corporation came out and they say, "Hey, we've been doing these war games. We've been doing these, running these war games with uh, the scenarios of, of the U.S. fighting China and Russia. I think together and maybe separately." And I think I remember the quote being something to the effect of like, "A blue team gets their ass handed to them every time. Blue team." Just let you know what a bunch of scumbag, fucking, just corporate military scumbag. Blow came gets their ass kicked. I think why I just say like we. You're, you're talking to a fucking reporter. What's up saying blue team? What, what, that's, that's supposed to connote some. It is all just such fucking clumsy propaganda to me. It's supposed to connote some sense of detachment, some sense of like professionalism because oh, they're calling a blue team. Like it's a subtle thing. 
and it's not effective to me. And uh, I feel like hopefully, hopefully it's not to you because these guys are fucking kooks. If they if they were right, we wouldn't have gotten mired down in Vietnam. Here's the ultimate dilemma, though, because they did same thing. Did we lose the Iraq War? Did the Iraq War go? I mean, I was in a cab drive uh, Uber car the other day. Talking to this guy from Pak, who's from Pakistan, and we we're talking about like how much money you got wasted on the war. I'm like, well, I mean, you could say it got wasted, but you know, people got rich over that fucking war. You know, yeah, the U.S. government or the U.S. people lost like trillions of dollars, but that trillions of dollars went somewhere, went to someone. You know, you get my point, you get my drift. So maybe Vietnam being a quagmire where children were murdered uh, was good for people, I guess. So it's all subjective, I guess. You don't get to say it's bad because someone got rich. Um, so the point is, those guys were behind all that. They, like, these, why didn't Rand have any idea about 9-11? Fuck, fuck you, Rand. They're trying to act like they're these fucking... They don't, look, the whole point of Rand is to fucking... Sell more missiles. The some it's kind of like the uh, the NRA. You know, they act like there's some think tank. There's just some fucking you know. They, they know what the deal is. You know, you go some guy who worked at Rand comes in over the fucking Arthur McDaniel's Millen or whatever the fuck or you know uh, Grumman or what's the other one General Dynamics. Hey, like I, oh we'll, we'll give you a job. They, they give you it's a bribe. It's all a fucking quid pro quo. They get a job later and they probably get money under the table. It's not even like they're in the government. They're going to get away with anything. So they're basically saying that America's getting their ass kicked if we go to war, which is like, yeah, it's maybe. I mean, I don't care. Good. Let's get wiped out. We had our run. I mean, honestly, someone was talking about the 27 Club this week. Someone I know work who's, I think he turned 27 or he's going to turn 27. I don't know. It's, it's irrational and stupid, but, you know, what do you want to tell you? I mean, I have to sit there and go, oh, yeah, that is something you should be afraid of. Sure. And I just want to spit in his face. Uh, but whatever. But the point is, why would you even care? Like, those guys went out in their prime. And I'm not, everyone wants to cling to life. I get it. But, like, what's some people make the arguments better than what? The, better to um, look good and then fuck a corpse? No. Better look look good and leave a dead corpse in your bed. Something. Uh, and the point is that, you know, why not just fucking let them wipe us out when it comes to it? Why are we trying to, like, save this? It's not good. I mean, we're not... I Look, Sean, I don't want to be a pessimist. I want to be the eternal optimist, right? I believe in people. I do, I do. Not really. I But I believe... We're capable of it. Like I, I think I've mentioned this before, talked about this before in the podcast. But years, like hundred years ago, uh, I read it from a few different sources. Like people in general, just much more engaged, and there was like a, there was like it's we're not just the same people, and they're fucking us. We're letting it happen, and we're letting it happen more than people let it happen back in the day. And you know, ultimately, is it because of propaganda efforts and you know some mind control? And by mind control, we're talking about you know like psychologically targeted advertising and meat and, and marketing which is mind control i mean that, that really is what they're doing um you go watch the century of the self it's a good primer for this kind of you know if you don't if you're not really up on that it's a documentary four part by adam curtis i think i mentioned adam curtis last week uh the century of the self is a uh, very interesting i can't vouch for everything in it i'm not a psychology expert but you know it's a good primer it gets you into the whole edward bernays and 
uh, who was Freud's nephew, and he kind of pioneered the public relations industry and you know how how the Nazis actually stole from us. They stole like Goebbels looked to us to you know to how how to do propaganda, not the other way around. People like and you know if you want to get to the moon, you steal from the Nazis. If you want to trick people into buying shit and you know letting you take over the world, you steal from America. That's how it works. Um, so yeah, and. Uh, what was that about? What were, we, what were we talking about? That mind control, psychology. People are more engaged. So could we? Could we get better? Could we? Could we go out there and like really take back this country? I'm sure. Of course we could, and people are capable of it. You don't have to be a, a genius. But pe- I don't. I have very little faith in the people's will. Uh, I think will is the kind of thing you lose. Spirit's the kind of thing you lose. Like a fighting spirit that goes away, and you could get it back. I'm sure, but like. There has to be something going on. Like, I mean, that's what cynically people were talking about how, you know, they needed like a 9 11. That's what I mean. That, that is what you talk about, like the project for the New American Century, PNAC, all that shit. You know, the things that were, you know, the guys who basically maybe planned 9 11. Maybe, sure. Uh, but, you know, the idea is they wanted their Pearl Harbor. They wanted that polarizing moment for a reason because people get complacent, and that's the most dangerous thing. It's just, it's, People who have it too good for too long, and you fucking so point is all a long way of saying we could do, but we're not going to, and not going to get better. So why not let Russia bomb us to the fucking? And we had her out. Like people remember the last few years weren't great, but overall, if you look at the narrative, now we can call bullshit in the whole narrative, but if you look at the narrative. Yeah, we had we had World War Two. That was cool. The Civil War. We fought to end slavery. Yeah, it's complicated. You know, I mean. It, as far as like it didn't, didn't end up being that great I mean it, it did end slavery I guess technically but point is it's all very messy but the big narrative points they look fine kind of they look oh, yeah we World War II and this and that and then you have you know this current slop uh, Vietnam and Watergate and forward uh, into this just at least war, at least Watergate they were trying to do something I mean it was bad it's clinked to power I don't even know what's going on anymore it's just a just a soupy mess. It's just... I don't care. I don't want to talk about it. Uh, you know what it is. But uh, why not let China just fucking drop a bunch of nukes on us? Like, that would be quicker. And, like, if you want to get out, get out. Like, they should really... We should, like... let They should let people disperse for, like, a week or two. And then just attack us. I mean, look, I'm not talking about Holocaust. I'm talking about if they're going to attack us anyway. Like, you know, at the end of the day, it's like, it's not that bad. We'll all be dead. It's fine. Oh, my kids will be dead. All right. You know, I'm not a traitor. I'm just saying, like, at a certain point, if you're still clinging to dominance, which we're trying to do, we had the Rand Corporation trying to goose up a war just so we could wipe. I mean, I've always said, you know, people talk about China, how it's going to overtake us in 20 years, 30 years, 50 years. It seems inevitable. Just really on the on the, on the swings of the economy, uh, of economic swings, you know, um... It's not even necessarily based on anything, any virtue of what you're doing. It's like, you know, if you look at why America is, was, quote-unquote, the greatest country, I mean, a lot of it, in my opinion, had to do with we were a, a country that was um, unpopulated, you know, wink-wink. Um, they were populated, of course, but, you know, as far as the people taking over were concerned, it was, I mean, you know what I'm saying. I'm, I'm, I'm being anti-imperialist here. 
just to be clear, I'm saying like you know they they have they have no qualms about you know taking out the you know, Native Americans, and you know they're they're coming from Europe, which is you know a code of like a system of a place where there really wasn't much land that you could just swap up. You know it was all kind of taken, and these Native Americans had a pretty lax property law, and even if they didn't, let's not kid ourselves, they would have taken it anyway. Um, so from that point of view. They were operating as if it was free and open, and um, a lot of resources, a lot of uh, a lack of regulation, um, in a sense of like you know, look, you could. I'm not arguing for private prisons or even you know, like some libertarian point of view. You know, look to a certain extent, you know, like whatever. We we can get to that later. But the point is, you know, Europe at the time uh, on this system of like you know, loosely called mercantilism. Was a pretty economically uh, oppressive system, and not even to benefit anyone but the crown. Like it wasn't done to like benefit the people. At least with socialism, you purport to help the people, um, and a lot of socialism. What they call socialism, they do. Um, but you know, they were talking about like you know, Soviet Russia. At least they were tr- had the point of uh, trying to help people. But this whole mercantilist thing is like it's basically tariffs. I mean, which we have now. I mean. If you read The Wealth of Nations by Adam Smith, half of that shit's just like, you know, this guy did this tariff, so that guy did that tariff, and back and forth. It's just, you're reading how they're all fucking themselves while they're fucking each other. It's a mess. And uh, if you took nothing else away from that book, it was, uh, you know, don't do tariffs. Like, they just never work. And uh, here we go. We got tariffs. I mean, when Trump got in, I was, I was kind of wondering, like, you know, this definitely won't work. I'm pretty pretty confident about that. Will they work in the short term to the point that, you know, it, it looks good for him? And I don't even know if that's <laughs> It's comedic only in this... Like, he does those tariffs of China last week, and then the Dow drops, what, like 600 points, like, immediately? It's only funny in the, you know, the immediate... Whatever. You find humor wherever you want. It's all fucking doomed. What do you want me to tell you? What do you want me to tell you? It's all going to be great. We're going to get Obama back. He's going to fucking predator drones some Pakistani weddings, but otherwise it's going to be great. Maybe. Maybe that could happen. Maybe we can get a third term. I mean, can you, the amount of things that, like, people, all right, we can't have a third term for president. If Trump was in, I mean, I don't know. It does, it, it, you are starting to wonder, will he leave? I mean, I'm not trying to be alarmist, but, like, you're getting fucking um, notes from Congress, uh, what, subpoenas or court orders, I guess, and he's just refusing them, which is not new. I mean, look, the Bush administration did plenty of, uh, hey, we're going to write the rules as we go along, and basically, if you don't call us out, even if you do call us out, we're, that's it. Like, that's the way their White House Council worked, was basically like, all right, well, you fucking tell, you know, you stop us. That's how it worked. You stop us, basically. That being said, Trump did seem upset when he got the hearings. So, uh, you know, that whole famous quote that came out, which, look, infuriates me. When people, when the whole in the Mueller report, redacted Mueller report got released, and people were going like he read the, the quote where he's like, "Oh, like this is the end of my presidency. I'm fucking ruined." Whatever it wasn't exact quote, but that and like this is so great, it's so worth it for this. And it's like, I I don't, I don't know what you're doing. Like he, he, the guy has won. Like this is like the the post mortem, and like he he thought that sure, but didn't happen. So like, how can you be happy about that if that was your goal? I don't know. It's just. Indicative of these children who call themselves millennial—I mean, I don't know, 24, 25 year old people nowadays. I'm a little older, not that much, but you know, older enough. Something happened in this generation because these kids—it's all about—it's just—it's just nothing. There's no grounding to it all. It's like you can just like 
that's great. Like, is it great? Like, like, what are you talking about? Like, the guy got away with it. That's like a guy. Like, like if if you, if you heard that OJ was like, oh, I just killed my wife and kids. This is oh, his wife. Just, I just killed my wife. I'm gonna go to jail. This is terrible. Oh, no, I'm a murderer. And you know that was all worth it. And like, no, he got away with it. What are you talking about? Anyway. But they just want, people want that moment. People want that catharsis. People, like, you know, if someone was saying something about sleeping at night, what was the thing people wanted? I don't know. But the idea that, like, somehow that people can sleep at night knowing that, it's like, you shouldn't sleep at night. If you're worried about it, like, that's the problem. It's just this moral hazard. Like, anyway, let's look at it. The point is, the Rand Corp- we're talking about the Rand Corporation, Trump, oh, I don't know. The Mueller report. The point is, is is Putin trying to fucking get Russia to do? Oh, why was America the greatest country, right? Why, why economically? Yeah, it's just resources and opportunity. You know, a lack of regulation at key times. You know, and and uh, the industrial revolution happening at the same time, basically, and, and uh, you know, whatever. There's a lot. It's, the point is, these are massive swings that, like, when people try to blame like, a president for the economy, like you. You can, but you, you can't blame the one who's in office most of the time. It's just the, the the it's possible, like you know, a guy like Trump doing something as crazy as you know doing tariffs that apparently drops the Dow. But you know, I don't think the Dow is. I mean, I haven't checked the Dow in a few days. I don't think it's like irreparably harmed from that. But it could be. I mean, look, I've been saying for you know a while now. It's like it's all going to depend on what the economy is doing a month out, two months out. That's and look, it's it's we're due in theory for a crash or a recession. Uh as far as the years. I mean it's been a while. Uh it doesn't mean it's gonna happen, but like it's definitely in the in the ballpark, just as far as time wise and you know, what we've been doing and the amount of spending. It's just like it's possible. And what yeah, a wild card like fucking Trump, who knows? Maybe the economy takes a turn. And then, uh, you know, that that's if, if it's doing well, odds are he'll stay in office. That's just the way, because that's the way all this shit's worked. I mean, it's like you look at you look at history and you look at you know who gets elected, and it's usually the incumbent if the economy is cooking. All right, there's even there's some guy talking about how, <coughs> excuse me, Bush Senior, uh, when he didn't get reelected. Uh, basically, he was making he was some some economist. He was positing the the notion that you know basically every president for decades had been going to the Fed eighteen months out and asking them, hey, can you uh put some credit into the economy? Jolted, I guess you know cut the rates a little bit. Whatever, how exactly how how they, the mechanism how they did it, and uh, they get a little jolt, and you know, and it takes it takes about eighteen months for it to kind of work its way through. Cause you can't just lend money to a bank. It's all com- kind of complicated. How you know the bank, the Fed lends money to a bank, and they lend it to people, and it's this and that, whatever. So the full point is, um, and the Bush didn't do it for some reason. That's why he didn't go. Like, it's simplistic, and I'm not, I'm not explaining the whole thing. But the point is, you know, the economy and the, and the president are not as nowhere near as intrinsically tied as people pretend they are. Um, but that's still how they vote. So what do you want me to tell? What, what do you want me to tell you? I mean, is Trump responsible? For the state of the economy when they came in, of course not. I mean, they've been jolt, you know, slashing interest rates or keeping them slashed for you know a decade. All that money's going into stocks and like you know, yeah. Why, like you're coming out of one of the worst recessions ever, and you know you over it, it's it's whatever. I mean, it, of course it's going to be like you know unemployment. I mean, the fact that it's staying so low, you know, there's a lot. You know, why is it happening? I mean, 
you can't know that by glancing. I mean, it would take, you know, study and looking at it. I'm not an economist, but, you know, you, the point is you know enough to know it's not what you, they're saying. It's not Trump's gain. It's also not, he's not ruining it. I mean, maybe in some cases. The point is China could bomb us. And, uh, oh, no. This is all a very long way of saying, you know, why? So China will be there. It's not for me virtual. I'm not saying the fact that they're communist slash capitalist hybrid is the, is why they're going to overtake us. It's just they're going to overtake us because of demographics and uh, just their position economically and maturation. You know, they have a lot of people who are still kind of making low wage, but they're getting better. It's all that kind of shit. So the point is, like, oh, what do we do? And I've always wondered, will the people who actually run this country, the people who did 9-11, wink, wink. Do I say wink, wink when I just accuse them of doing it? I don't know. Is that, whatever. When the people who... um do they just start a war with China? I've always wondered. Like it's you know, will they find some reason to start a war with China and Russia? Mostly China. Uh, and this is what I'm thinking when I see the, the Rand Corporation coming out going, "Oh, blue teams getting their ass kicked every time." And it's like we gotta do something. And like, oh, you want you, you have a bunch of missiles you want to sell? Is that what's going on? Um, but also in the grand, grander scheme, because that's what at the end of the day it just seems to me like, oh, you have sur- your surplus stock. You want to fucking it's like. You want to sell some of these fucking lawnmowers and uh, and, and cruise missiles and, and predator drones? But also in the grand scheme, like, are they going to start a war and just kind of leading towards that? I mean, apparently Bush's, uh, not Bush, sorry, Trump's uh, aides wanted to start a war with Iran. Apparently Trump's resisting it, uh, I guess to his credit. <laughs> It'd be funny if it was like the one time it was like a valid threat. But, but no, apparently he doesn't want, you know, I don't, yeah, I think he's, he's an idiot. Ah, isn't it? Look, he's savvy, and uh, I don't think he's. You can't say he's smart, but he has good instincts for people, sort of. It seems like a good ability to sell, and I think he gets. He's just sort of the Iraq War happened, you know, not that long ago. I mean, to me, it's not that long ago. He's much older, so you know, as you get older, he so it's, it's a blip. And I think he knows, instinct- at the very least instinctively, like, you know, this is, uh, it's a mess. You don't want a mess. Uh, I mean, it's not going to make any- him money. He doesn't think he's not, you know, Bush had, you know, the Saudi ties and Halliburton, Cheney, and the Carlisle group. Trump, that's not where Trump makes his money. So he's not looking at going like, oh, yeah, like, you know, this would be great for me. It's like, this seems like a mess, which is the way most people do. Sometimes, it's, in some cases, our interests align with Trump. Because they go, he, he, much like us, would go, this is a mess. And while Bush and Cheney and uh, James Baker uh, look at a situation like that and go, ooh, this is a mess. And they get a little hard. Because, you know, I guess Bush is dead. And Bush Sr. is dead. So, R.I.P. Uh, Poppy. Forgot about that. Uh, but, yeah, you got a little hard. A little hard on you, dick. Because uh, how much of a mess you saw things getting. Um, yeah, it's just nature of how these people think. So, Julian Assange, uh, who donates to my Patreon, and, um, I'm beside myself. He's been charged with 18 more federal charges. I haven't got a chance to look at him yet, but apparently they're pretty bad. Look, you want to get him on the rape, get him on the rape. It's hard, it's hard to say no, because here's, here's the thing. Of I think I mentioned this last week. Of course... The uh, with the Swedish rape issue, of course, uh, it's being used politically as a cludgeon or cluggle or cludgeon, 
Fuck off the Jewish thing, right? Cludging, a bludgeon. To bludgeon them. It's used politically and opportunistically. But that being said, it doesn't mean it didn't happen. So, especially in this, you know, you know, you might go in the grand, if you're looking at somehow, you know, the grand scheme of uh, privacy issues and Espionage Act and like, you know, should the lot at stake. But, you know, I think what we one of the things we've learned in the recent years is like, you know, it's easy to, we shouldn't let that, you know, just wash over uh, a, a valid victim here. If, it's, if it happened, it's hard for me to say don't, you know, pursue that. But these federal charges aren't for that. They're just, you know, they're accusing him of fucking espionage, using, using the Espionage Act against them, which is atrocious. Look, no one wants to get their shit took, right? Like, if you're if you're dealing in secrets, I think, it, look, on a certain level, secrets are necessary. You know, espionage is a, is a, is a thing. You got to trade secrets. You don't, you know, you don't want your missiles getting out there. I mean, look, the, the, the Israelis were able to, was it the Six-Day War, I think, were able to, to do so well in that because they, uh, such a, the Mossad does such a good job getting the whatever I guess the the uh, anti aircraft uh, placements and like you know all sorts of inf- all sorts of uh, intelligence about the Syrian air defense and they were able to like basically and maybe also Egypt and able to kind of use that to basically win a war. So uh, intelligence can like really win a war. I mean, when you're us and you're basically just bombing the shit out of people. And your intelligence is telling you they have you know huge weapons caches they don't have. It doesn't seem likely that intelligence can win a war, but when you're a smaller country, it can. And even us, it could help us probably if we actually had you know intelligence that wasn't working for the financial sector. But whatever, I digress. Um, but there's a valid reason to have secrets, I guess. And you know there are. I mean, look, you can't deny. It. Realistically, you know, you can't. We gonna make. Uh, Try to get a competitive advantage in war. Uh, God, I, I'm not trying to be a seesaw here, but like that's the problem. It's like the idea that like we're just trying to defend ourselves is how we can kind of justify a lot of this shit. Like we always and like it really is. We're the ones starting most of these wars and doing it at behest of you know if if not military, industrial uh, entities, then you know then companies like you know United Fruit or fucking BP. Um, or dull sugar, uh, so whatever. Um, I don't accept the premise, but that being said, look, of course, we'll just put a pin in that and go. Yeah, people want their secrets, and it's not crazy. So when it's kind of, a guy like Snowden comes out, or a guy like fucking you know Julian Assange comes, well, Snowden's a little different. I think he actually stole him himself. But with Julian Assange uh, has a situation where he goes, "Hey, you know, WikiLeaks." As far as I know, the whole idea of WikiLeaks is they built a server where you could send to them and they wouldn't know who you are. It's like really anonymous. And people scoff at that. Now, I don't know enough about hacking to know there's not that, you know. Well, of course, he had a backdoor. He knew who they were. I mean, look, the people sending him shit weren't necessarily, like, you know, idiots either. Um, so, I don't know. Whatever. Point is, that's the idea. I think it's a place to dump your shit uh, so you can get it out there. And, uh, yeah, the stuff that got released was all valid shit. It's all fucking valid shit. It's all real shit. No one's saying it's not real. So, like, I don't know what kind of... And for, forgive my language, 
kind of fucking cuck you have to be for this government, some kind of government cuck, where you go, oh, he stole our secrets from daddy. He stole daddy's secrets. And you're going to fucking start whining about it and go, oh, we should get him. Oh, he got Trump elected because he stole daddy's secrets. Fuck you. All right? This... You should be applauding this man, not necessarily for the rape. If the rape is real, don't applaud him. But for everything else, applauding this man. I mean, I'm sure he made a mess in the Ecuadorian embassy. He probably left hot pocket wrappers everywhere. But for everything else, applauding this man for fucking getting this shit out there. You should applaud whenever information comes out. You know, if, if, if these dumb fucks are too you know, bad, you know, their jobs to fucking, you know, not get spied on. I don't give a fuck. And these secrets shouldn't be secrets anyway. These secrets aren't like launch codes for nuclear weapons. They're fucking, you know, telling us about secret spying programs on American citizens, in the case of, you know, Julian uh, uh, Snowden, or Assange, that collateral murder video was a big one, the embassy. Yeah, they probably, I'm sure it fucked up diplomacy for the political interests of this fucking country for, you know, in a few cases. But you know what? It's good to see how cynical the State Department acts and how these fucking people act. Don't fucking act like some... Oh, he took Danny's secrets. Oh, he put, put them away. You're fucking pussies. You're all such fucking bitches if you think that. You fucking act like you're the greatest generation, whatever the fuck. Oh, I fought Nam, and you're afraid that some fucking State Department cables are going to come out? You fucking punks. I am so sick and tired of these fucking fake tough guys who fucking go over there and they fucking, whatever they do. I'm sure some of them save each other and they act like, you know, we're heroes, we save each other. Maybe you saved some kid one time. But you're part of this fucking apparatus that goes over here and blows up countries, basically, for profit. And you come back and you go, oh, we're here, Memorial Day, we're a hero. Thank you so much. I mean, I applaud, I don't think most people who do it are on the frequency of knowing all this shit before they do it. So, like, I'm not, like, saying they're monsters or, but, like, and you sure, you acted with valor. You know, you fucking, I mean, you're, you seem very nervous about someone stealing your valor. It's like, oh, God, like, why don't you grow up? Oh, you're stealing valor? Some guy died in the thing. He died in the thing. He made a, he, he fucked up. You know, it's not fucking my, I'm not saying, you know, fuck the guy stealing the valor, too. But, like, wait, this idea that, like, this is some great thing. Oh, you shouldn't be able to fucking use this uniform. You didn't kill enough kids to wear this uniform. Like, shut up. Like, like it's heroic to go. But, like, you know, if you just storm into a fucking room because you, you heard there's a rapist and you start punching people, it's like, yeah, I guess you were being heroic, sort of. But, like, what do you want me to do? Like, give you a medal for punching a bunch of innocent people? Because he thought it was a rape. We thought there was a rapist. All right. But, like, there wasn't. And he kind of acted pretty brashly. And now some fucking kid's got his jaw broken because he thought he was a rapist. And it's like, yeah, I, but I was trying to stop the rapist. I get it. Like, I'm not saying that you're a bad person at heart. Kind of dumb, maybe. But, you know, you should have just accepted that there was a rapist there. And like, But whatever. Maybe we were all kind of very excited a few minutes ago. I get it. We all had, our, you know, our temperatures were running hot, a little hot. And you thought there was a rapist, and you punched that you know fit fourteen year old kid, and now he's gonna have you know, have jaw surgery, whatever. You see where I'm going with this? I don't blame the troops per se, uh, but let's not. I feel like you know there's a moral hazard you create when you fucking act like you know everything's heroic. And my point is, even if we we put the pin in that, these same fuckers are. I mean, maybe not all the same guys, but they seem to be the guys who go, uh, Julian Assange just never fucking die. Fuck you, all right. I don't know what you why how you can think this country is working for you, like when this whole this whole thing's a fucking sham. This is this is why it's like whatever, blow it up. I don't know. I mean, I am not advocating anyone, but like 
I don't mean blow it up. I mean, you know, if China, it's like, you know, if we're going to be in a war, I guess we keep fighting. That's the end of it. I mean, because you can't wait. You let China win or anyone win the war with Sweden. You can't. That's And that's where we land. You got to keep fighting, I guess. That's the point. We're going to collide into a war that we have to fight, even though all the other wars we didn't have to. So happy Memorial Day. Happy Memorial Day. It's been a great time. That's a little uh, ring from my phone as I'm checking it. Uh, I'm going to give a shout-out to my patrons. If you want to, um, yeah, you go to my Instagram or Twitter, and you can see the Patreon link if you want to donate. Uh, I'm going to use the money to buy a microphone, uh, which will sound better than this. This sounds okay. I mean, people seem to be fine with it. I haven't heard any complaints about the microphone, but it is a little noise. I do noise reduction on it in post, and uh, I feel like it gets a little bit, some of the detail gets lost, and you hear a little bit of uh, whatever. So, you know, it's not the most audio. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not going to buy a thousand dollar microphone. Don't get me wrong. It's just, you know, maybe this is 58 or something like that. I don't know. Yeah, I might make a ton of money off this Patreon, so let's not pretend like I'm the fucking Pope. Um, I'm just, just, I'm vamping here while I look for the fucking... Uh, Diane Cage, Britt Poundtown, Michael Ricardo, Richard Hofstetter, Jason Duberville, Gary Barbera, Ryan LaRoque, Keith Veronese, Eric Frankel, and, or, uh, Julian Assange. You know, we'll, we'll try to get you out. I don't know what to tell you. Um, I, I, I talked a lot of shit last week about how we're gonna get you out. I don't know if I can. They got 18 federal charges now. I'm not sure if I can do anything about that. Um, I, I was gonna get, try to get a lawyer with his Patreon money, but we can't afford a lawyer that's that good. So we're gonna have to go back to the drawing board. But thanks for donating to my Patreon. Um, sorry, can't be a quid pro quo. Uh, but thanks, everyone out there. You, uh, you can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Ray Kump. Uh, our love is disgusting. Go check out that podcast. It's me and Lucy Steiner. It's fucking phenomenal. And, uh, yeah, have a great week. Happy Memorial Day.